to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, how you doing? Welcome to the program. It's, uh, what the hell? It's November 6th. Yes, it is. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, local election results. Not great, if you ask me. Uh in the latter half of the program. Um, as for the results at the national level, um, I, I, again, um, there's no surprises. No surprises. I think uh, not a lot should be made out of the Kentucky governor, uh, the win by the Democrats there because the Republican governor who was ousted was just, I mean, universally disliked. I mean, he was just an unlikable character who'd really had a lousy uh, first term, and the voters threw him out. I I don't know. I, Virginia was expected. That's been becoming a Democratic state. Uh, they just put the cherry on top uh, yesterday. That's been, for the last few election cycles, clear where Virginia's moving. You know, I don't. everything seems pretty solidified to me. And I also want to say that uh, Western Pennsylvania is uh, Trump country. Make no mistake. Where we sit, with the exception of the city of Pittsburgh, and a few close suburbs. Um, this is Trump come. You're, you're living in uh, Pennsylvania here. I just want to say, that's my sense. And um, we'll talk to Ryan Dito about that, but uh, our lieutenant governor, uh, John Fetterman, who hails from these parts, um, while he was thrilled with the election results in the eastern part of the state in Philadelphia and uh, some of the what used to be suburban Republican counties uh, there, which are now clearly, like Virginia, turning blue, um, he was uh, less thrilled, to say the least, about results in western PA. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm I remain in this sort of like if we get ahead of ourselves here, or if we are not uh, clear-eyed and clear-headed about um, where things stand and how much work we have to do, um, I I think we're in trouble. I really do. I think we need to always think that because otherwise we're not going to work hard enough. That's my guess. Anyway, the big news. <coughs> Thank you. The big news, and I did not know this. I like to try to keep up ahead of things, on top of stuff. But Sean Spicer is still on Dancing with the Stars.
New York Times today, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what's happened is that the dance critic for the New York Times, who I'm sure does not deign to uh, watch Dancing with the Stars, apparently has. And... I'm just saying. Now, I think this should be part of the looking ahead at where the republic stands. If Sean Spicer, without a doubt, perhaps the worst dancer in the history of the program, is still on the show, what, it's in the seventh week? People who've worked their tails off, better dancers, I'm sure, and according to this article, definitely, have been voted off. The, the judges on the show have been brutal in uh, their critiques of Spicer's dance. I use the word loosely. But the audience, the viewers have kept him alive. Now, are they keeping him alive to make fun of him week after week, or are they keeping him alive because the President of the United States has tweeted his encouragement and has told his minions this, he has always been there for us. So I'm thinking that this is a harbinger of where we might really stand. Sean Spicer is still on Dancing with the Stars. Which is why, of course, they booked him. But the, um, the dance critic... <laughs> uh, says this, bad dancing by a non-professional can be disarming. It allows you to see the truth within the body that then reveals the character. But Spicer... Revolution, revolution, the PA is saying here. Did you hear that? Well, thank you, Rodney. That's the receptionist out at the front desk trying to get rid of some tickets to uh, something at Heinz Hall. Revolution, revolution. Uh, okay. Uh just a, a little more on the New York Times da uh, dance critic on Spicer. Um, he hides behind an egregious smile, parting his teeth to make it look as though he's been caught mid-laugh. And there's a picture, and yeah, that's what it looks like. He's as stiff and two-dimensional as a sheet of cardboard with feet that move as if stuck in slabs of cement and arms that look like they're still gripping the lectern. Well, just saying, I could not believe it.
That was my big story today. Sorry, we might as well go home now. So Joe Biden was in town last night? I don't know anything anymore. He was at Rich Fitzgerald, county executive's, uh, watch party. Why? I don't quite get that. Um, And I wonder if the vice president, uh, former vice president, uh, was looking at the tallies of uh, the area in which he spent uh, the evening. Because I... Wouldn't be happy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little negative, which is true. Hey, uh, catching up on some things that happened on yesterday's show, and then my email went down. I do have two emails I want to share. One in regards to the story I was talking about, about how the NRA uh, has these gun raffles in uh, in schools where they lay out all these, you know, death, death dispensing uh, weapons and that are used in shooting up schools in the schools uh, for fundraisers um, and that these really haul in millions and millions and millions of dollars for the NRA. But how repulsive. And they're starting to get pushback uh, from schools who just uh, don't want to see that kind of firepower um, in the school. And uh, Tim wrote this. There are gun raffles all over rural Pennsylvania on a regular basis as fundraisers for many things, including high school football teams, volunteer fire departments. I know this to be true, but there again is Pennsylvania. That's where we live. And those of us, us city dwellers, can really get confused about what's happening in the country that we live in because we're in our little bubble and there's that you know those maps that show America just red because the rural areas are just Trump country doesn't matter that his trade wars have just taken down so many farmers There are more bankrupt dairy farmers in Wisconsin right now than there have been in decades. Manufacturing is down in Wisconsin. You would think that those two huge constituencies in that important state uh, for Trump would mean he's going to lose. How is he going to hold Wisconsin? in 2020. The farmers are desperate. Can they take four more years? A lot of blue-collar jobs in trouble there. I don't know. But they keep voting for him. They stick with him. 
just like his people are sticking with Sean Spicer. They do stick. Okay, the other email I didn't have a chance to uh, share with you is um, from Ray, who I did a shout-out to uh, yesterday because I was about to introduce the topic of uh, whether Prince Harry and Meghan Markle should uh, give up the prince and princess routine, renounce their royal status and live normal lives, which they seem to want to live. They can't do that and still stay as royals. And um, I warned Ray because Ray so detests the royal family. And uh, sure enough, he did email. And I'll share it with you now. Worrying, oh, because Susan and I were worrying about the safety of the royals because of, you know, what happened to Princess Diana, hounded by media to her death. And Ray wrote this, ladies, worrying about the royal family is like worrying about Hitler or Stalin's offspring. Ray, you know, normally you're a pretty even, even-keeled fellow, but, you know, you go so over the top on these royals. That family, he says, and all the English aristocratic class are responsible for genocide and pogroms for 900 years. Ray writes mostly as an Irishman. Gold diggers chasing titles, then weeping about the attention. Tell him to quit. Well, I did. That's what I did. And his last line is, fuck him. Okay, that's from Ray. Just getting his two cents worth in. So, I guess Gordon Sondland decided he didn't want to go to jail. He likes President Trump. He's willing to give him a million bucks and so that he gets to play ambassador to the European Union and hobnob with all these, uh, you know, movers and shakers. But uh, uh, some some lawyers, uh, whispering in his ear, apparently said to him, hey, uh, they're going to get you because every other person has refuted the testimony you gave and you were under oath and, uh, you know, you could go to jail. So he... He remembered all of a sudden a whole bunch of stuff that he couldn't remember two weeks ago. Oh, right. That's right. I forgot. Yes. I did. Uh huh. I did tell uh, that guy, yeah, that we weren't going to give them the weaponry they needed uh, to fight the Russians. Um, if they didn't give us what we wanted, which was for them to publicly say that they were investigating the Bidens. So strange that he had forgotten that before and then all of a sudden uh, remembered it, but uh, we got Gordon Sondland uh, saving himself and uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, 
he remains in that position. I don't know. I don't know. So John Roberts, the Chief Justice, will be the one who will be the judge presiding over an impeachment trial in the Senate. And by all accounts, we're going to have an impeachment trial in the Senate. There is no way, given the testimony that has already been given, that th that there is not a uh, impeachment uh, sent to the Senate for trial. And John Roberts, the reason, by the way, there was a, I think I read this in the New York Times today, maybe the Post, I don't know. The reason the Chief Justice presides um, is that, again, those founding fathers who, you know, were pretty good at some stuff, you know, well, let's see. So if we put this thing in here that you can remove a president, we've got to have this process by which that happens. All right, the House will bring the uh, indictment. Uh, the Senate will sit as the court. But the guy who usually oversees the Senate um, is the vice president. That is who does, because uh -huh, he can break tie votes and stuff. Well, the founders thought, wait a minute, you can't have a vice president sitting as the judge in a trial in which the president could be removed from office. I mean, the vice president then would become the president, and so you can't have somebody who's got so much skin in the game, uh, so much uh, potential uh, consequence for him to preside. So that is why they realized that they had to tap into the third branch and get the Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice to preside. What's interesting about that in many ways is that John Roberts has never, even though he's the Chief Justice, the highest judge in the country, he has never presided over a trial. You know, you might be a little nervous. I'm just saying you might want to watch him. I remember when uh, Rehnquist, then the Chief Justice, presided over the Clinton uh, impeachment trial. There was all this hoo-ha about uh, would he wear his fancy-dancy things with he had stripes on his uh, black... All this stuff because he was a pivotal figure. He rules on anything that needs to be ruled on. Um, John Roberts wants this job like he wants uh, a hole in the head, believe me. It uh, places him in a position that is a no-winner, no matter what he does. We know he doesn't like Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has... Uh, given him 
uh, a court that is a suspect. And Roberts ain't happy about that, and Trump has also denigrated um, the judiciary with regularity. And uh, the chief justice, who likes to stay in the shadows, has been angered enough by some of what Donald Trump has said about the judiciary that he has openly spoken out and pushed back, famously saying, there are no Obama judges, meaning just because a certain president put you on the bench doesn't mean that you then judge in a politicized manner. Of course, that is true of a lot of judges, that they call them as they see the law applied. But there's a lot of judges, and these are the ones that are now packing our judiciary, polluting it. The biggest and most important uh, prerequisite for a Trump judge, federal judge, is not, are they qualified? God knows, because a whole bunch who are not qualified have been signed off on. It's that they're young. I mean, pretty soon we're going to see judges like 17 years old with life tenure. They're young, like early 30s and things like that, where there's no way that they can have the experience and gravitas uh, that should be required of somebody in a totally lifetime tenured position. So John Roberts, no matter what you think of him, is a more honorable man than Donald Trump. But of course, who isn't? And I'm sure Trump is somebody he would love to have removed from office, I am sure. So uh, John Roberts is going to be um, very unhappy uh, during this uh, trial, I just want to say, um, for whatever that's worth. And in my now rare moments of feeling upbeat, um, about where all of this is heading, I have thought that, my God, if enough evidence, I mean, it's just so clear that we know this crime was committed by the president. I, we all know it. They even know it. So now they've backed up and said it's not a crime, when it is on its face. So if you already have essentially a jury pool that is totally polluted and has already made up its mind, refusing in any way to allow the facts to alter the verdict that they will that they will decree, then I mean this is I don't see Republicans breaking. I I every once in a while thought maybe there will be a conviction. Nah. 
And you heard it from McConnell yesterday, I believe. I think he said, if the trial were held today, there's no doubt in my mind. You know, Trump walks. So Roger Stone's trial began yesterday, but, uh, you know, all Roger Stone just is a showman. And if he has to, I guess, puke all over the defense table, uh, you know, to do the show, that's what he's going to do. Um, raise his hand and say, I got to go to the bathroom and uh, spend an inordinate amount of time in it. And then coming back and saying, I think I have food poisoning. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if there was truth in the fact that he was feeling ill, I would suggest a more likely reason is he's scared shitless. Right? Yeah. I would say, Roger, it's anxiety. It's not food poisoning. It's anxiety. Somebody give this guy a Xanax. Really. So, there's that. I have a, what else did I have here? I'm sorry, forgive me. Um, does anyone know what this is? I, this was just a tweet that I, uh, this is when I realized that uh, Biden was in town. Um, while the votes were being counted last night, Biden attacked Warren. So this, in his, I guess, there with Fitzgerald, uh, Biden attacked Warren for elitism. What? So that's the kind of um, talk that Republicans use. You know, these coastal elites. Oh, yeah, she was a Harvard professor. These elites. But for Biden to be trotting that crap out... Uh, it's a republic. You know, the Republicans own that word, right? Um, so Biden, it says here, attacked Warren for elitism, um, and this was at. So he came in for a fundraiser, not just to watch tallies with uh, Rich Fitzgerald. And it says the fundraiser featured. The president of Pittsburgh developer Castlebrook Development. What are they? I, I, I maybe Ryan might know this, and also the chairman of Millcraft. Now I thought that okay. What do I know? But you see, then um, Biden hitting up big uh, the boys with big money there and attacking a fellow Democrat as an elitist. Hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. And I really fear that if Biden is, I really do, if Biden is our, um, I don't care what those friggin' polls say, if Biden is our candidate, I think Trump could eat him alive. Biden is just not that sharp. And he's old now. He's old and not that sharp. I mean, come on. We know Biden, given to gaffes. I, 
I worry about him. I mean, man, if he is the nominee, I will work my tail off for him. But, uh, geez, I don't think I think he's one of the weaker candidates we could put up. I'm increasingly thinking Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> that's that's how I really am. Drop back a little here. Go moderate. Get all those independents. Don't scare them away. We need them. I'm just saying. I don't know. Nervous wreck. All right. Um, Ryan's not, did, has anyone seen Ryan today? He better show up. Seriously. I mean, I was just, he better show up. I even, I don't know why it is, you know, Ryan is like crazed about uh, about cars. He hates them. And just his whole thing is about public transportation and, you know, and making things nice for bikers, cyclists. And I don't know what it is that now that he comes on on Wednesdays, every Wednesday I see these articles in all the papers I peruse, and they're always about bicycles and death. <laughs> underscoring what his you know concern is but so i i did also want to talk to him about that but maybe he's not here um and if he's if he's not jesus this could be a shot speaking of cyclists bicyclists uh cyclists when i say cyclists can that be a um motorcyclist because i that's a biker on the other hand, maybe it's not. Here's Ryan. Is a, the proper synonym for uh, someone on a bicycle a cyclist, or is it a, if you if I say biker, what yeah. do you think of? You think of a motorcyclist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like I like biker, but I think some people get confused and they think it's a motorcyclist. So cyclist you, is a more. Uh, but why? But cyclist could be a motorcyclist too, not. In your head, cyclist means bicycle, yes, yeah. and biker, I mean, that's a little crazy, and biker yeah. <laughs> does not mean bicycle. I think, I think in, in, in my head, yes. biker means me, means somebody who rides his bicycle, Bike. pedal-powered bicycle, to work. But I think to a lot of people, biker means motorcyclist someone who rides a harley davidson or something it's a hell's angel yeah that's yeah a, yeah a and cyclist is a lot more uh, a, a lot uh more straightforward and that is okay. it, it's almost always a uh someone who okay. rides a pedal power uh i stopped in the strip district at you know because they got can buy anything edible in the strip and i was i was looking for a crow for you to eat <laughs> ah! um what about middlemen oh yeah whoa what a shock. Honestly, I mean, like, I, it wasn't a shock that Zapala won, right? But, man, when you look at the map, like, the total wipeout in the suburbs, complete wipeout, right? Like, this was the um, – I'm, I'm, I'm going to be talking with an uh, election guy later and, we're gonna, you know, write a story about this. Um, yeah, that was – it was impressive. It was an impressive victory for Zapala for sure. Like, 
Oh, and yeah. run, run by his little son who doesn't know anything, who goes with his Republican do- uh, <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, are you making fun of me? Yes, I am, <laughs> because you got my hopes up. <laughs> well, I mean, I, like, I think, but I, but I mean, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people were the only people who thought that middlemen would do better in uh, different areas, like in Mount Lebanon or in. You mean uh, so Zapala won Mount Lebanon? Yeah. Did did middle what middlemen won only in the city? Basically, and, and not and, and not, not even all of the city, not even the well, southern she, suburbs. I mean the the um, southern and you know well, neighborhoods won, like Carrick and Overbrook and stuff like okay, that. Okay, she won the East End for sure. Oh, for sure, East End, uh, North Side. Um, did 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 okay in the West End actually, which is uh, you know more conservative too. Um, but uh, yeah, East End, and really the only suburbs that she won were were black suburbs like uh, uh, you know, Wilkinsburg. Penn now, Hills. why would that be? It um, wouldn't have to do with Zapala's record. Yeah, and yeah, he. But but well, but but even in McKeesport, which I like looked at, even in McKeesport, which has a growing black population, yeah. not good. She only won like two or three precincts, and there's a lot of little precincts in McKeesport. There's a lot of precincts in McKeesport. It's an old old kind of legacy city. Um, so yeah, I think that's like the biggest something. shock. I think okay. that's a shock. I just want to say something. Yeah. Pittsburgh ain't Philly. Nope. You're right. Philly. Well, 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 well. Allegheny County isn't Philly. If, well, if, if you, uh, if you okay. compare county, county, right? Okay. Because okay. Philadelphia is a county. All right. Technically. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Allegheny County ain't Philly. Nope. And Allegheny County, we're living in, and I said it, we live in Pennsylvania here. And in the city. I'm not not even going to argue with you that much. (laughs) It's only Philly that's going to save us. Philly and its suburbs. And its suburbs, but Fetterman is worried. Did you see his tweet? No. Did I, did I read Fetterman's tweet right? No, I please think. show me. I guess I can just look it up. No, here. Um, where is it? God dang it. Uh, come on. Okay, tweet by John Fetterman. Here it is. He says, we had some amazing results in Delaware County and Chester, right, mm-hmm. County, and uh, are to be congratulated, but significant losses yeah. in southwestern PA. Yeah. Trump will be formidable in 2020. The path to a blue Pennsylvania runs through, what does he mean by that? All Red, of these Republican County. counties. Yeah, like the uh, margins, getting the, basically well, like doing well in those areas. Yeah. And and I, this is bad. And and then he said he feels sorry for. There was another tweet that I don't have here. For did the judge did uh, win Green uh, Amanda Green Hawkins? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. He said he was sick about that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. She was supposed to win. I guess I don't know. Was she? Yeah. I think I think in 2015 we had a similar thing happen too, right? Where where um. No, 20, 2017. In 2017, we had a similar thing happen, too. In these municipal races, you saw Republicans, um, Sally Mundy, I think, she was uh, on the Supreme Court, when, when in a lot of, of um, uh, kind of ancestral Dem areas, you know, the Republicans. So 
But at the same time, so you had that in 2017, and then in 2018, you had the Democrats do really well in in uh, well, you know, say um, I think it's a little I bit. I think it's a little. I think Demo- sometimes we look a little bit too much at the comparison between elections. But I'm not gonna sugarcoat Dems' chances in uh, the collar counties of the Pittsburgh area, like Washington County, Westmoreland County, Beaver, Beaver, Green, mm-hmm. fa- th- Green, yeah. Those are that's Trump country. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. No, and 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 and, 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 and you Allegheny know, you know, County itself is has a lot of Trump pockets too. Yes, yes, but but just Jesus. to you know just to just to be fair, um, an Allegheny County Councilor, a Democrat. Yeah, I know. In the South Hills, sixty forty, right? That's the only thing you called right. (laughs) (laughs) So mad at me. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of work. I don't think you know. It's a lot of work. I mean, for for one, we've never seen an election like this one before, where you had a cross file Dem run against an, an independent who actually had a real campaign. There's nothing to compare it to. Now we have a comparison. Now we see, we see the split, right? This really showed the split that exists in Allegheny County, which is urban suburban. Like it's just there's just no other way to say it. And so you have this, you know, you have this split. And one, we also don't know what this is going to mean moving forward because straight ticket ballot voting is going away. You know, so we don't know how what effect that is going to yeah, have. Yeah, and by the way, that forward. is this bill was passed, and and yeah, you're not going to be able. You're not going to be able to just go straight party, right. straight party, and there. And I saw yeah. some, and I saw some things on Twitter, and, and 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 you know, other people telling me that a lot of people thought that was the only way you could vote. There, was, uh, <laughs> there are people geez. that go into the booth and think, oh, well, that's uh, how I vote. There was one person I saw that said <laughs> that's how they thought they showcase what party they affiliated with. And so there's a lot of confusion around that. Um, not that, but I don't think that's what carried Zapala over the edge. You know, I don't think it, I think a lot of people want to say, oh, it's straight party ticket, straight party ticket. That's not what carried him over the edge. What carried him over the edge is he had support in the suburbs. Significant, you know, and, you know, because he didn't get that many straight, straight ticket GOP votes, you know, so there's something to think about, you know, <laughs> but I would say that you're right that like, um, Allegheny County is not Philadelphia County. It's not even Delaware County. Okay, so let's it's not even at, Montgomery County. Let's look at 2020 yeah. and Trump. Yeah. And Pennsylvania. Yeah. He's going to carry everything, but he's going to carry everything. Yeah. But, but a- what? Allegheny well, he's County. He's not going to win Allegheny, but he might win it. by the same margin. And He's going to win those. Yeah, he's going to win all the other counties. I don't know what's going to happen in Erie County either, though, because Erie has there's still lots of signs that Erie is starting to support Democrats more like they're kind of shifting back. So does he win Erie? And, you know, there's a little bit of look, it's the day after the election. We in southwestern Pennsylvania are probably scared. Thinking, oh, look at all these Republicans doing well, all this other stuff. Blah blah. blah. Trump Trump only won by forty four thousand votes. In Pennsylvania, he has to somehow increase that margin or maintain it. And there are a lot of signs that he's not going to maintain any of it in southwestern Pennsylvania. He's going to lose a lot of votes where there's a lot more people. Right. Lehigh County also had a dem sweep. I know. You know, I know. Thing. And Lehigh I County wish is I purple lived in the eastern part of this. <laughs> but that's I don't where the population like growth living is. with a bunch of yahoos. That's where the population growth is. That's what we see. If we want to see Pittsburgh or Allegheny County really start to change, we need to grow. We have to get more people coming into the area and living here. That's how it works. That is that is like that is almost always the yeah, divide. Yeah, well, you know? uh, let's get the welcome wagons out. I don't know why aren't people coming here. 
That's a great question. I don't know either. Um, I would say that... I thought we were like the greatest city. It's a <laughs> hidden gem. It's unbelievable. <clears throat> it's the winner of every stupid award you can get. Yeah, well... Those, and we continue to those have are people all, leave. Those are all bullshit. Um, you know, those are all just things made up by a, a magazine or something. I could go write Pittsburgh's greatest city in the world and people would believe me. <laughs> but I mean, like, they don't... There's, there's, there's no metrics or anything that are really applied to those things. Um, what was uh, what what was Biden doing here? Uh, he had a fundraiser. Yeah, and then and, and then it, I guess after the fundraiser, he went to Fitzgerald's uh, uh, victory. Yeah, it says here thing. while the votes are being counted, Biden attacked Warren for elitism oh, at yeah. a fundraiser featuring the president of Pittsburgh-based developer Castlebrook Development. Do you know what Castlebrook? No. What horrors they're visiting upon <laughs> the know. area. No, I don't. And also the chair of oh, Millcraft. Millcraft. They're doing something right down in the street. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Okay, so, so he came So big money in, developers, basically. Okay, so he came in to collect some money. Yeah. And um, and a, use a Republican talking point on Warren. Yeah. That's what he's been doing, though, right? I mean... I mean, it'll be, you know, I think, I think obviously, that, but that's smart for Biden in this situation, because in the Pittsburgh area... It's kind of like what won out, right? Uh, in the greater outer line area, you had Republicans do really well. In Allegheny County, you had kind of moderate Democrats, I guess, do well, right? Um, and so that's his brand, right? So that's I think he's taking advantage of that, saying this, you know, oh, all these things. But at the same time, in southeastern Pennsylvania, remember, we are a whole state, you know? You had, <laughs> you had Democrats just annihilate, annihilate the GOP in these areas that were what that that was it so it is kind of this balance that's what's going on so you you could kind of see it as we're going to see this a similar race to what we saw in in what, 2016 what happened last night ensures that i am not going to get a good night's sleep for a year <laughs> <clears throat> you don't mean, think I, so I, yeah. no, no i mean no, I, I mean is I, anybody I, yeah, whatever you know <laughs> Um, um, wow. Yeah. Just wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, I think another thing that's really interesting though, is that I think progressives like you and I are, are, are really kind of like, whoa, what happened with this middleman race? Stuff like that. But you know, technically Zapala is a Democrat. <laughs> he is listed as a Democrat. Yeah, he had the Democratic nomination. To, he had these other things. So, I mean, I think, a, I so, so, so it's hard <laughs> to say that Allegheny County is like, oh, we're conservative. And it's like, well. But he we technically, are. No, 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 no. We are more conservative, but Democrats but, here are often would be. You know, when I first moved here, yeah. I don't know if you had that reaction that I had. Yeah. I first moved here, and I saw that Democrats controlled absolutely everything. Yeah, you had to be a Democrat. I thought, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. And the first thing I noticed was that none of these people who were Democrats in elected office. Would be Democrats yeah. where I came from. Sure, they'd Dom be Costa. Republicans. Yeah, Tom Costa would be a Republican. No, they would all of them. I yeah. the mayors that were. Yeah, I, sure, They're all sure. Republicans. Yeah, yeah. So Democrat. This is an extremely conservative. This, Big the, city. The for Democrats sure. here are like a ton of Reagan Democrats. Yeah. The dem blue collar Democrats here are Reagan Democrats. Sure. We're living in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't go to that extreme, but um, I, I would say that, uh, yes, it's a lot, it's, it's, 
If you want to be a yep. Democrat and win in Allegheny County, just I, 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 I say this to a lot of people, be like Connor Lamb. Be like Connor Lamb. Connor right. Lamb is the Democrat that Western Pennsylvanians want. You know, maybe not the city of Pittsburgh, right? I mean, they don't. But if you want to win in the suburbs, which are shifting, you know, there are there were municipal races won by Democrats in Upper St. Clair. There are municipal races won by Democrats in Franklin Park. You know, these areas that were deep red. So it's not like they're not changing, but they are not just doing a huge like um shift over to the progressive dems they're kind of like we want we want democrats to be like connor <laughs> everyone be like connor that's you know what that <laughs> ballot that ballot yesterday <laughs> i could not believe how it went on and on and on about these Retention do you benefits. vote to retain yeah judge so-and-so um how often do they run for those retentions Every, ten years, I every think? ten years. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's terrible. Bullshit. I hate it. And you know what? I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking, how the f- do I know? No, you can't. Am I sitting in their courts? Do I see them? Uh, exactly. Uh, do I know anything about? Are they smart? Are they fair? Are they? There's no stories about well, them because what? they're just low-level <clears throat> judges, and I mean, like you know what I did? Like I didn't know judges. what to do. I got so pissed off, I voted no. Me too. You I, did, I did. I, no, I told, no, 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 no. I told no. Steph for all of them. I said just vote no for all of them because the system is stupid. Yeah, like, because they really all dumb. win. You can't. They decide. all win, so just vote. No. Yes, because they're always all going to win because the question of retention is like, like. Because to frame it as not as candidate versus candidate and to frame it just as do you want this person to stay or not, they have to be like mired in terrible controversy for you to be like, no, I don't want them to stay, you know? Right. Which is crazy. Well, yeah, and, 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 and so no one is ever going to do that. And so again, that's a lifetime. Once you get that, uh, once you win a judgeship, yeah. you're in. Yeah, and, yeah, unless you're just mired in terrible controversy. Well, you'd have to. You'd have to be like Porngate, like what happened with the Kathleen Kane yeah. stuff and that, you know? Um so, I, I mean, I guess I was protesting the fact that I don't have a clue. And this is a stupid way. Yeah, it is di- stupid. I, I, I'm, I'm, there's, yes, I, it, it's very stupid. I think it's really stupid. I am <laughs> I so also, pissed off. I also Give think um, what's interesting about the Superior Court races, if you, look at the, if you look at the breakdowns, they are so close. Almost all of them are 25%. Yeah, and it's right. just like a little bit of thing. It's like, this is stupid. This is also stupid because right, right. it's basically just like party get out. And I think what hurt Amanda Green Hawkins is that she wasn't recommended by the state uh, bar association or something. So those are like the little things that can ha- have you win because you get right because like the state state court or bar association does recommendations for these candidates. She wasn't recommended. No, she apparently didn't, they said that she didn't have enough experience basically, and so and we'll make sure she doesn't ever get. Yeah, it and 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 so the other Democrat was highly recommended and he got the most votes. And then the other Republicans were both recommended, and they got, they got more. So votes. who won the Republican? It's a split, Democrat and a Republican, I think. So we got yeah. That anti-abortion woman won. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I wasn't Heck, following these races closely enough. Um, I gotta tell you. There's 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 so many. You know what? I I just. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't expect I didn't expect you to be, you know. Um, 
it's 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 a lot of work you know i think a lot of it too is like um uh it, there's 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 a lot of work um it it, it would have been really interesting to see a uh the same race we had for district attorney we have now in the democratic primary um i think that would have been really really interesting um i think what's really interesting to me is um I'd love to hear more from people who supported Zapala and also what their thoughts on criminal justice are in in in, in the country. I think that's one of the biggest things. They for don't me. have a clue. And so, yeah, and uh, you know, um for me, you have all this narrative around Republicans caring about criminal justice, ha! right? Oh, and it's yeah. oh, Trump's a criminal justice guy, and Guy Reschenthaler supports criminal justice. And yet, the real criminal justice that happens, the real change in criminal justice system that happens in our country is through district attorneys. Because they're the ones that have this huge discretion Correct. over what they can that's uh, right do. and zapala is, thinks it's 1822 I and, don't, yeah and, and that's what's totally really interesting to me is that did our people go in and they're thinking about criminal place. justice or not i don't think people no. understand what da's do enough Fine. i think we need a the campaign. whole job was that's what this was yeah. about and i know the state aclu is really pouring a lot of stuff into educating people around these have issues. a lot of work to do they have a ton of work to do Okay, did you know, I always like, I'm really into dead cyclists now because no. of you. Oh, I mean, you. Yeah. I'm woke. You're woke on, oh, you are? Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so the National Transportation Safety Board, realizing that there were a lot of dead cyclists around, yeah. has finally looked into it. Finally. Did you see this? No. Here's the safety board chair. If we do not improve roadway infrastructure for bicyclists, bicyclists will die. Great quote. He's right. Or she. What's your guess? It's the Trump administration. He. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here are some of their recommendations. Uh, first of all, I didn't even understand this. The NS NTSB report said that 25% of fatal collisions involving bicyclists occurred when a motorist overtook a cyclist between intersections. Are, um, are they saying so? Okay. I got it. So it's when, okay, you're at a light, there's a bicyclist, here's mm -hmm. a motorist, and the motorist really wants to Pass you. get ahead of this. Pass the cyclist. And instead they just... Knock them off? What is happening? They, they apparently from this it sounds like they attempted to um, pass, pass them, them without killing them. them, and then they did. <laughs> so, yeah. But that that's a lot of them. Well, I always it, okay. Go ahead. Okay. I, I love they also want to. Uh, they recommend that all states require. Oh, the helmet thing. Right? What do you think about well, that? Stupid, but yeah, I have, I have thoughts on that too. You want me to share them? Thoughts on the helmet thing? Well, it's another deterrent. It's another deterrent to get people to ride bikes, and it's this idea that like I'm not. I ride a helmet, you know. I wear a helmet, and I'm okay with wearing a helmet. But I think the real goal is to build safe infrastructure that is separated from cars, so they don't have to wear a helmet. Because a lot of people aren't going to wear a helmet because they don't want their hair to get messed up, and they want to look professional when they go into work. I know. You know, that's true. Uh, less than I'm shocked at this. It says uh, surveys have shown that they say less than half of bike riders wear a helmet. I'm 
that's you know just my eyeballing things. I that's think a lot that. of people have a misconception of who um, rides bikes. A lot of people think it's me. Think it's uh, some lefty hipster douchebag who rides his bike into his cool alt weekly job and wears jeans and stuff. You know, like I'm wearing right now. Um, well, I am too. You know, <laughs> everyone thinks that that's what a bike commuter is. A lot of bike commuters, majority of bike commuters, are poor people getting to work. That's right. Because they don't have cars. Because cars are expensive. And they live in neighborhoods where maybe public transit isn't that great either. If you're ever on, this is kind of funny, if you're ever on, um, God, what's the road? A road up in Cranberry that if you're going to uh, uh, the Permani Brothers up there. Uh, Freedom Road, I think it is. Why would you go to Cranberry in the first place? Let alone my parents go I'm, to a. My my in-laws live near there, so sometimes I'm up in that area and I go shopping up there for stuff. Anyway, if you're up there, right? Okay. Um, and you're on Freedom to... Road. I've almost every time I've been on Freedom Road, I've seen a person riding their bike on the sidewalk, clearly coming from a shift at a restaurant. That that is in one of the things. They look Latino. Uh, I don't know if they are, but. They clearly are coming from work or going to work or going shopping or something like that, and they clearly live somewhere in there. And they live close to where there are jobs for low-income people, which are in places like Cranberry, right? And they are riding. Those people ride to work. They're, those are the majority of the people that actually ride to get around are people that just don't have access to a car or the salary to afford a car and ride their bike. And I think that people have a huge misconception about who it is. They want to degrade uh, bike commuters as they're some like uppity hipsters that are just like jerks or whatever. And a lot of times it is just poor people getting to and from where they need to go. And so we need more infrastructure for them. And I think the thing about what's so interesting about the uh, uh, all these collisions that are happening in intersections, <laughs> even, in, even in Pittsburgh, but this is, this is true everywhere in the country, um, a lot of times we have some bike infrastructure on roads, and they're called low-hanging fruit bike infrastructure. So we'll, you know what that means is that, well, the road is wide enough here, and we don't really – so we'll just put a bike lane in. It's sure. not a big deal. That no was, one's going to get you know, upset. Ravenstahl did a lot of those when he was mayor, and it was like, oh, he's the bike mayor, but he's like, not really. Um, and Yeah, exactly. No one's going to get upset. But those, those lanes almost always end at the intersection, which is the obviously the most dangerous part of the area. So you'll have a lane – through the very kind of safe spot when you might not even need a lane for yourself. And then when you get to the intersection where you actually are going to get hit by a car because you have a conflict, there's no infrastructure for you, and it's dangerous. It happens. I notice it every day, and it's so frustrating because I always think, man, it's so great that we have the infrastructure and right at the most dangerous part of when we're going to ride. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's really know, frustrating. You know, I was thinking, I, I, I would not – I when I moved here, I also, I had a bike, but I thought, I took one look at Pittsburgh and said, there's no way, no way I'm riding my bike around here because it appeared to be dangerous it is, yeah, to me. It is. And the, the roads were not kept up yeah, well yeah. and they were tight. Yeah, they're And narrow. I thought, I almost died once in a, in a bike accident myself. And I am very skittish. I mean, yeah. I just, because of that. <clears throat> And I thought, I'm never going to ride a bike here. You just made me realize that um, I, can, I can afford not to ride a bike. That people, a lot of people might say, 
I'm scared to ride a bike. Yeah. But that is the only way I can get to a job. There's also studies. So you take your life in your hands yeah. to just when, you know, I have I can say, well, no, I'll just take my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, there's studies, too, that show that um, a lot of people want to ride bikes because it's enjoyable. It's cheap. But it's, they're afraid. But they're afraid. Yeah. And they I need protected infrastructure. And this yeah. is why it's so frustrating. People get so mad about that protected lane on Penn Avenue. Yeah. They go, oh, it's causing traffic, which it isn't. Uh, and, and oh, it's oh, it's so terrible. And, oh, where am I going to park and all this other stuff? That lane saves lives. And it encourages people to actually ride. It gets hundreds of people a day. In the summer, sometimes a 1,000. It gets a lot of people to ride. And it's not even that good. It only goes for like a mile. It doesn't even go all the way to the neighborhoods where people live. It should go all the way to Lawrenceville. It should go all the way to Bloomfield. That way, all the people who live in those neighborhoods can actually safely commute. And that would encourage so many more people to ride because they feel like they have their own lane. We give their own lane to cars. Like, why can't we do the same to cyclists? Like, I pay taxes. Everybody pays the same taxes for those things. 98% of car, uh, uh, like, so many people who ride bikes actually, actually, actually own cars, too, except for, obviously, the poor people that don't. But a lot of them do. So it's like this weird, it's like this weird thing. I, I don't know. It's really frustrating. And I, I'm, I, I hope that people realize that people are getting killed and that maybe we don't want to live in an area where we just dis either discourage people from riding their bike or ensure that their ride is going to be deadly, you know? I think you answered this once before, but why isn't there a bike lane on the uh, busway? Because when they built the busway, uh, they didn't widen it at one section enough that would have room for a, a, a bike lane. So there's no room for one right now because... You have it's, to you have to be clear of the buses. It, it gets narrow. I, I I don't know where the section is, but I think it's near Bloomfield because there's a pretty narrow spot there where one because you have the train right away. You can't do anything with that, right? Right. And then next to it <clears throat> is where we have the busway, and it's there's there's a section where they needed to basically like carve into like a like a, a canyon wall or something like that. And if they would have done it then, it would have been not that expensive. But if they try to do it now, it's going to be a lot of money. And, and that's why they don't have it. And I, and I also say, too, that riding on the busway would be shitty, you know. It'd be like riding next to a highway, you know. And, well, and, 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 like, and so you're also not near amenities. So it's basically only for commuters. It's not actually like, I'm going to go shopping on my bike. Because that's really the goal, right, is to try to do stuff on your bike to be like, oh, I'm going to go meet a friend, you know. But if it's only on the busway, then it's only from like basically East End downtown. That's it. And it's just a commute between those two areas. And it's not actually like, oh, I'm going to go visit Bloomfield Business District. Oh, and then I'm going to go ride my bike to the Strip, you know, those areas. And so, uh, you know, that's that that would be my take on on the busway. We can just build protected bike lanes. It just means taking up some parking spaces. That's it. We just uh, have to well, maybe get over. That's the problem, right? It's parking. It and so car culture is the reason that we don't have that, these nice things is because so many people are like, I need to park right next to where I'm going to go. But guess what happens when an, of an area gets too popular for that anyway? You end up driving around like an idiot for like 10 minutes looking for a parking spot. And you could have just ridden your bike there in the time that you were like driving around like a dum-dum. And so I just like... Um, it's 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 this weird thing and it's like it's 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 that logical thing you try to like teach people about but it's really hard because it's car car cars and driving is so emotional with people
Well, okay, we got to wrap this up, but back yeah. to the election. Yeah. So the woman on the bicycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she won. Who flipped off the president, flipped a seat. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, that, flip off, flip a seat. Yeah, she flipped a seat. Also, man, if you want to be a Dem, then you want to flip seats, go to Virginia. My oh, yeah. goodness gracious. Well, but that's, yeah. Yeah. That's been, ha- you know what? That's been happening over time. Yeah. Right. Yes. But, but, but. I don't Pennsylvania is going to stay purple because you have areas that used to support Dems. Uh, starting to support GOPs, and then you have the opposite in other areas. I still, I, 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 I still think people shouldn't get too nervous about Dems' chances in Pennsylvania um, with Trump because you're talking about such higher turnout election, and a lot of people really don't like Trump, even in Pennsylvania. They don't like him. We're not talking about a who's on the ballot. I'm going to walk into the booth and not even know who's on the ballot. That really was a lot of these municipal races. Well, so 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 it's a little bit of apples and oranges, but you're not wrong. It's about, also tribal, yes. and it's going to be uh, if it's just tribal, this is a squeaker. Yeah, it is going to be a close race for sure. There's no doubt I, that it's going to be close. <clears throat> well, I'm going back to what I said. I am not going to sleep again <coughs> until uh, after the election. And even then, I might not. <laughs> right. And like that's kind of the goal, though, of participating in democracy, though, right? Is be worried and be uh, participating, like do those things. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so bummed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fine. I'm so bummed. <laughs> don't listen to him. Don't listen there, to me. Yeah. I'm a dumb dumb. Yeah, know what really. I'm about. So much for prognosticating. Hey, I would just say like Chris Potter and these other people too were kind of like, this is going to be a close race. All these other things. So it's I wasn't the only one who was wrong. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chris Potter, Ryan D. Don't listen to a thing <laughs> they say. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> He's got to get on his bike and go somewhere. I'm I'm getting in my car and going somewhere. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.